This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. In response to increased crime, drug use, graffiti, and unsanctioned homeless camping in Portland's central east side, the city launched a 90-day reset at the beginning of this year to clean it up. The results were announced recently. They included lighting improvements, the sweeping of hundreds of camps, and the removal of nearly 5,000 pounds of trash and 74,000 square feet of graffiti. Claire Brelio is the executive director of the Central East Side Industrial Council and the Central East Side Together. She joined us before this reset began, and she joins us once again to talk about it. Welcome back to Think Out Loud. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here this afternoon. So we talked with you on the show last December. That was a month before the reset began. Mm -hmm. Can you just remind us what business owners and employees and residents were facing before this reset? What led to the call for this reset? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I had assumed the role of executive director back in April last year. Um, And what I realized very quickly being kind of an outsider to Portland, I've been in this work for about seven years, but being able to look at what was going on with our in our business community and the voice that was kind of buried under all of these other social concerns was the concern of the business owner. And we had a very um, courageous, I would say, business owner, uh, Jason Bolt, um, owner of Revent, uh, down in the Central East Side, who uh, we we talked and 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 had him go to City Council to talk to the mayor about specific problems that he was he was um, having and his business is right by salt and strong kim malik was also a, a great advocate in those moments and what ended up happening was what everyone feared happened um there was an explosion outside of his store um, front outside of his building and it really caught everyone's attention and we ended up forming a business forum very quickly the central east side industrial council started a business forum um, back in November, hosted a business forum, I should say, to elevate the voices of the business community. And I, I said, and I still say this again, in you know, in that period of time, and in and in moments um, where social need is kind of drowning out the voice of the business community, uh, a lot of our business owners felt like they were being held hostage. They couldn't share their story. Um, for fear of retribution in some way and and that's that has continued but i would say that was our largest that was the catalyst that led to the 90-day reset um right after november we worked with city leadership to get started on cleaning um the the district and focusing on safety accessibility um, and cleanliness within the district. When, when so, you say that um, that yeah. the CEO of Revenant, and it's an optics company there, correct? That that he mm-hmm. was brave in speaking out. What what do you mean by that? And 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 what were other business owners afraid of? Oh uh, yeah, I think that it's you know for as liberal as a city as as Portland is, um, I think it is difficult to talk about business and um, economic development without holding the social need that kind of impacts business viability in the central east side and i'm 
referring, of course, to our outdoor residents and high impact camping. Um, and to hold both as a need to be addressed, but to also understand that, you know, without businesses and, and economic viability, um, you won't have a city. That's just a reality. And so I, I, I looked at it as an outsider, again, as a moment to elevate those business voices. We have heard that businesses were threatened, um, that employees of businesses were threatened because of any position that the business owner maybe may have taken. And if, you know, even if you watch the last, I mean, it's really easy to see when you watch a city council meeting when we were um, debating and voting on this time, place, manner ordinance and the few or the couple business owners that came from the central east side to to talk about the impact of of outdoor residents um, on the district were, you know, were booed and heckled and and all that happens and shamed within the city. And I, I really think that's unfortunate. I think that both can coexist, but we absolutely have a, a need to elevate the voice of the business community. Um, and especially in the central east side. And that, that's my opinion as an advocate anyway. Can you give us a sense for um, what the reset actually entailed? Yeah. So um, th- this was kind of a pilot program that that the city had launched in Old Town, very different size, of course. Uh, Jesse Burke, who runs that association there, um, went through you know a, a similar process focusing on initiatives to improve safety, accessibility, and cleanliness in the district. And under those goals came, you know, multiple action points. For our district, because it was so large, I mean, can't even compare, it's 600 plus acres. Uh, we we focused on those, those three um, areas as well and looked at the number of, um, you know, the amount of trash that we have picked up, for example, since 2019, since the Central East Side um, together was formed, we've picked up over 3.5 million pounds of trash. And knowing the size of our district, the city knew like, you know, in conversations with the mayor's team, this is going to take a little bit longer than 90 days. (laughs) And so it really lasted about five months, which the public um, doesn't, it doesn't really know. I mean, we were cleaning starting in December. Um, we had PIMO um, involvement with the lighting program, um, cleaning graffiti off of, for free off of buildings um, and over the five foot uh, or excuse me, eight foot minimum that that the city cleaning services provide. We got PBOT involved with removing abandoned autos and um, the impact reduction team to assist with unsanctioned camping and high impact campers in the district as well. And so that was primarily the effort. Um, there were a lot of efforts made by the the police department um, and Central Precinct, which I'm very grateful for. Sergeant Kenny, who stepped in, Eric Zimmerman was the lead from the mayor's office, and we we met, uh, you know, talking on the phone almost daily in the beginning to get a sense of what, you know, what where are the hot spots, where where does change really need to happen and be seen first, and then we can move on from there. And so. Um, triaging that for about five months was my full-time my full-time job really well can you give a sense for for what that entailing and when you when you say like triaging the hotspots and then figuring out and essentially telling the police w- where the biggest problem areas were 
Can you give us a sense for what that actually looked like? I mean, what's an example of an area you were concerned about and why? Uh, yeah, I can give you an example. Um, I think just for greater context, I've said I've been working in this in this kind of disaster recovery and economic recovery um, field for about seven years. And so when you do that, you need to understand that it takes um, city, county, state, and federal partners all coming together to make improvements, to improve the economic um, viability and livability of an area that has been disrupted by whatever. Um, and COVID obviously was our largest disruption. We saw an increase, a, a 400% increase in campers in the district during COVID. And um, campers that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, and no judgment made there on why people find themselves on the street. But but there are there are areas of the city that are owned by, there are areas of the district that are governed by the state. There are areas of the district that are governed by the county. And so finding um, hotspots under bridges, for example, and bridgeheads, um, some of that property was owned by the state. And so we needed to get more money, for example, to clean out those areas. Um, and we ran out kind of halfway in between uh, the halfway in between the the reset and so we advocated and lobbied the state for more money to give to the city to clean those areas uh we worked with the county on um reducing actually the amount of 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 tents that were being handed out during that period of time as commissioner gonzalez requested that 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 be done when we had a number of fires in the district and so you know each case is unique um, each person is unique and not, I know we're, I'm kind of focusing on outdoor residents, but, you know, around 95% of the funding of the enhanced service district goes towards mitigating the impacts of camping. And that's, that's just the reality. Our safety teams have been working, Northwest Enforcement did an incredible job um, working to help move campers along, find them extra resources, move them into housing. Um, and we have, have had a good track record with doing that. Uh, and then there are campers who are um, resistant to services and and that is that creates a problem. Um, you know, if you if you look at statistics of how many people, if you ask, you know, how many people on the street will take assistance when it's offered to them, whether it's city or, or county assistance, um, when it's offered to them, most people will say yes. But the amount of people that will actually do that is another is an is another story. And so when we were looking at kind of understanding the each neighborhood and the hotspots in each neighborhood, we were also trying to assess who are the people there? And our, our safety teams knew know these people by name. I mean, because they worked with them for four years. And some of them were ready to go into transitional housing. Some of them were ready to go into, um, uh, you know, a, drug assistance or um, um, those types of programs, social welfare programs. And then others were not. And so I think this, this new initiative by the city to create um, and we are hosting in the Central East Side the first um, temporary shelter 
to help mitigate these challenges, I think is another step in the right direction. I just want to remind um, folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking right now with Claire Brelio, the executive director of the Central East Side Industrial Council and Central East Side Together, which is an enhanced service district. We're talking about the so-called reset uh, that the city of Portland pursued for, it was supposed to be 90 days, but as we heard from Claire, it actually was in some ways more like five months for the first half of this year to essentially clean up um, parts of the central east side. So Claire, is the reset officially over now? It is officially over. However, the work of some of the initiatives is still ongoing. So the lighting initiatives, for example, we're lighting um, Olive Grand and Burnside uh, and and down MLK. So there is that lighting project continuing. Parts of the graffiti removal um, program are still continuing. Uh, But for the most part, yes, the city has used this as a model, which I think is a very a very good model given an intense amount of, you know, um, focus to an area for a specific period of time. We know that a lot of other districts have been asking for this. So I know that the city has pressure to move on um, to other districts in the city to replicate what we received. And I'm incredibly grateful for it. What do you see as, as the successes of this effort and the, the places where it fell short? Yeah, I, and I've had that question a few times, and I was thinking more this morning. Overall, Dave, I think that the city of Portland is a, a, an interesting moment in where the social contract is broken. Accountability is moved to places where it's convenient. For example, we tell our business owners that the sidewalk between their their um, place of business and the street is their is their responsibility to clean up. Unfortunately, if there are campers there or other or debris or whatever the case may be, we've told the business owner that they're responsible for doing that, but we haven't given them the ability to actually enforce that. They're accountable, but they don't have the authority to do anything about that. That is incredibly frustrating. And uh, so, just to be clear, are you talking specifically about, say, if somebody is camping on that sidewalk? It really, yeah, it really could be anything. It could be human disruption in any way. And I think when we transfer ownership or accountability to the wrong person, it creates a deep level of frustration. That's what I hear on a daily, you know, on a daily basis. This 90-day reset, the time, place, manner ordinance the new um, the new camping uh, a sanctioned camping site within our district. I think these are all attempts to restore a social contract that's been broken in the city of Portland. And so I do think it's successful in those ways. And I would say where it wasn't designed to do, first of all, but I, I do think this needs to be part of it is that the county absolutely has to be involved. The state has to be involved. And I, you know, working in disaster response and recovery for as long as I have, and as I said, all those partners need to be at the table. We have a huge amount of mental health and drug addicted need within the city to address. And even the recent article that came out with Metro's oversight over the county, not 
spending as much as they as that they needed to on their housing initiatives. That's something else. So all all of those people need to be at the table, need to be talking, and need to be part of the solution. I would say if the city decided to do another 90-day reset, it would have to be in collaboration with our county partners. And that's a big bridge to build. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I know um, in working with working with many of our partners who are wonderful people and then all, all want some something to change within the city of Portland to improve its its economic viability and livability for everyone, whether you own a house or rent or or do not and you are an outdoor resident. I think it's really important and I'm I feel like I'm being a dead horse though, but that it's that all of those people are present in the conversation and and all of them were not. And part of it was due to also my capacity and leading a team where I did, I wasn't fully staffed. So I'll, I'll say, just say that and blame put a little bit of blame on on us. But we would have been more successful, I think, if if the county if we had an, a you know a partner from the county at the table. Just briefly, when when you were on back in December, that was at a time when Salt and Straw and other companies were talking publicly about the possibility of leaving the Central East Side because of mm -hmm. all the concerns you have been voicing again today. Is that still the case? Are businesses in the area talking seriously to you about picking up stakes and going somewhere else? There is still that there is still that underlying, I think, question of was this enough? Are th you know, is anything going to change or go back to the way it was? And I've read articles about certain businesses who felt like it did at day 91. Well, you know, there was no day 91 because we were here for five months, but working on this. However, this impact was felt differently around the district. And I do acknowledge that. Um, our challenge still will be safety, accessibility and cleanliness. That will be our challenge. We are not over the we are not over the hump, but we have come a long way. So, yes, I do still have conversations with businesses that might leave, and I, I think again another the the solution to that is the conversation that needs to happen between city, county, and um, local business leaders, local business associations, to really focus on the solution solutions and they're multi-layered and they're nuanced and I understand that. Claire Brelio, thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Claire Brelio is the outgoing executive director of the Central East Side Industrial Council and Central East Side Together.